0: This is Team Business Podcast.
1: Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs' why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining Ray and I on Team Business, episode number 24. What's up, Ray? How you doing, man? Waiting for our guest Tim Fitzpatrick to join, huh? That's right. Can't wait to have him on. Good stuff, man. uh, He'll be in here any minute. He's uh, joining the uh, stream Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think something that Ray and I had mentioned is um, and for those that watch or listen regularly after the next episode, which is number 25, we're kind of going into season two of team business. Can't believe it's getting to season two already.
2: Can't believe it's 25 episodes. Jesus.
1: I know, man. It's been (laughs) a lot of fun though. Yeah. We've talked to some really cool people and great business owners and people that have passion and, a lot of success and, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but season two, we're not going to tell you yet what we're planning, but it's going to be a little different.
2: Yeah. Different format,
1: but, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to, we're going to help you guys promote your businesses. So if you have a small business and, you know, you want to promote your business over social media on a, the, on a the podcast, reach out to us. We're happy to have you on. You can call Ray up, uh, eight five eight eight ten eight two seven seven. eight, two, seven, seven. Or Ray at foagency.com. He's our booker. He does all the bookings. Right, Ray? I do. <laughs> Not just. Or you can call me 858-384-1507. Or Mike at foagency.com. We're happy to get you guys on. Promote your business. Uh, reach your target audience. We have lots of small business owners across the country that listen. And uh, it's been a real successful first year for us. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. So.
2: Yeah, and plus we're more than happy to help businesses out there. That's the whole point of this.
1: Yeah, the point of team business is to help promote, join as a team and uh, promote promote your business. We want to help you guys get out there. So uh, Tim Fitzpatrick joins us today. He's the president of Rialto Marketing. And uh, Tim uh, is a 1996 graduate from the University of Berkeley, Cal. Go Bears. And uh, he actually graduated with a math degree. <laughs> pretty yeah, math totally. degree yeah it's funny because yesterday we had angie or yoder clark on and uh, she's in that she's a data, data scientist and she's she's a mat, she has a math degree too right she
2: does yeah
1: yeah all the smart people out there man uh, let me, uh, i don't on. know if i could have graduated from math
2: yeah definitely requires a certain mind that's for sure
1: i think i would have got stuck on the calculus uh <laughs> calculus 101 you
2: know see. let me uh <laughs> Touch with it, Tim.
1: So uh, Ray's a multitasker. As you guys know, on Team Business, we like to talk about sports. Yeah, Ray and I are big sports guys. Uh, he was asking me if I watched the basketball NBA playoffs last night. Clippers and the Jazz game five was it?
2: Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was great. It was. in uh, yeah. no Kawhi. So you
1: uh, know Kawhi, yeah. and the Clippers pulled it off because uh, Paulie George finally stepped up to his contract. Huh? Uh for me, I told him that I was just, I was more watching hockey, man. I'm a hockey guy, so I was watching game two of the Montreal Canadiens Vegas Golden Knights series. Montreal pulled it off on the road. I was shocked. I thought that was going to be a four or five game series in favor of the Vegas Knights, but uh when you have a goalie like Carey Price, he's he can keep you in it. So good for them. Still waiting for Tim to join here. We're at uh ten oh three PM Pacific time. And uh For those listening, feel free to hit us up on the chat. If you're on Facebook, you can just pop it in the comments. Uh, If you have any questions about any prior guests that we've had or anything coming up that you want to hear from Tim. Tim is uh, the president of Rialto Marketing, and they help businesses um, simplify their marketing so they can grow with less stress. So uh, that's Tim for you, and he's going to be joining us here shortly. Ray, have you been able to get in touch with him?
2: Yeah, uh, he says email him the link. So he's going to send me his email right now. He says he can't, uh, trying to copy and paste through the phone. It's not going through. Okay. And I can't believe that game last night. usually call Paul George, George Paul, because he never really steps up. <laughs> but yesterday, he was actually Paul George, shockingly enough. Was he? Oh, yeah. He stepped up. Surprised. Here we go. Uh, Tim marketing.com. Yeah, sorry, guys. We're yeah, uh... No worse. Yeah, needless to say, you didn't watch any of the game. You were uh, busy watching hockey, huh? I was. Who was playing that last night?
1: Yeah, last night was Montreal. Uh, game two in Las Vegas in the uh, Western Conference Final. Can't believe Montreal won, man. I had Vegas pegged to win that series in four or five.
2: Yeah, doesn't Montreal have the
1: most Stanley Cups of all time? 23. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1993.
2: Yeah, exactly. And
1: in fact, that's the last time a Canadian team won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, didn't they beat the, uh, the LA Kings?
2: They did. Yeah, that was like Gretzky's last year, I think.
1: Man, look at Ray. Man, he's just, hockey's. He knows his hockey, huh? No, I'm a Gretzky fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the last time a team from Canada won a Stanley Cup, man. Yeah, I, I mean, know. you got to figure they're not too happy about that in Canada. Okay. Yeah. we should be on here
2: in momentarily, guys. Can't wait to have him on. I think he has a lot of insight regarding how he helps companies expand their brand.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I was connecting with Tim on LinkedIn and I noticed that we have a couple common friends. Oh, really? Yeah. In the insurance industry. So I'm I'm thinking he probably helps insurance agencies market their brands. But we'll ask him when he gets on here. We'll find out. You let him know I sent the email. Okay. There you go. Tim has joined. Hey, Tim, how you Tim. doing? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. No, that's all right, man. No we uh, Better late than never. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, well, I'm, try- I'm trying to... I, I tried to copy and paste the link from my phone, and when I emailed it to myself, it only gave me the general restream link, not the entire link. So I don't know what was going on, but uh,
1: I'm ready to chat. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Tim. We appreciate it, man. We uh, Ray and I have been on live for a few minutes. Uh, we had a 10 o'clock live. So we kind of explained a little bit about your background, talked about Rialto marketing, something that we talked about that I think we can jump right in with here is, um, I noticed you're a graduate, 1996 graduate of of Cal. Yes. And and you, you got a degree in math. I did. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to ask you right off the bat, man, how does math translate to uh, what you're doing today?
0: Oh man. Uh, (laughs) question. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. You know, when you look at marketing, um, man, it's all about numbers. It's all about testing. Uh, and obviously, that's what math is, is all about. You got to be able to, if you really want to look at the data from a marketing standpoint to determine what's working and what's not, you need to be able to understand numbers and interpret what the numbers are telling you. So, App math spoiler. math helped me i i didn't get into math thinking i was going to get into marketing but uh that's the way yeah. it worked
1: out it's funny man because uh i was telling ray like i think maybe you're there's probably i think the third guest that we've interviewed or talked to on the podcast that has a math degree and obviously you have to be i mean you got to be a numbers guy you got to be smart especially Run your being that you went to berkeley i mean yeah <laughs> yeah it's no small task to, to <laughs> graduate from that school or even get in but uh Yeah, man. I mean, I think that numbers and math kind of translate in any industry, you know, to be a good business person or be a good owner of a business and to help other businesses kind of understand their, their path, their trajectory, you got to understand math. So,
0: uh, the, the thing that I didn't realize too, when I got into math
1: and I majored in math
0: was that lower division math was all about numbers, upper division math, you start to get into proofs and theorems. And oftentimes there are multiple ways that you can solve those. And so it really teaches you how to sit down and look at a problem and figure out how to get to a solution. So it really, it helped me figure out, you know, different thought processes and how, how I can be more effective at solving problems. And you're joining us out of Denver, right?
1: That's correct. The mile high city.
2: Yeah.
1: The mile high city. What happened to the abs, man? They choked in the last series. I was expecting (laughs) them to go to the Stanley cup final. I,
0: man you're asking the wrong dude no you're not I, a hockey guy all right forget
1: it well <laughs> you know
0: what i love watching hockey live there is no better sport to watch live than hockey as far as i'm concerned but uh yeah i don't know i i don't i don't follow sports too much okay cool good to know good to know well you're too busy helping businesses out there right From out the brand yeah <laughs>
1: Yes. So, Tim, tell us a little bit. Tell us about your background, man. I mean, were you, are you from Colorado originally? How'd you wind up there? Uh, how'd you get into the, you know, the marketing business in general? Tell us. Yes. Tell us about yourself.
0: I um, I was born and raised in the Bay Area in Northern California. Um, I did not actually. I didn't move to Colorado until 2008. Um, so when I when I got out of when I got out of college, I had my math degree. I had no idea what the heck I was going to do. I ended up getting involved in a wholesale distribution company. I was actually the first full-time employee uh, for the company, became a partner. We grew that company at about 60% a year for nine years and we sold it in 2005. Uh, I then worked for that company for another three years. And at that point, that's when I moved out to to Colorado. I moved with the company. Oh, okay. And then uh, we all know what happened in 2008, 2009. Yeah, I, okay. I, I got laid off from the company that bought us in 2009, <laughs> uh, which is not quite as uncommon as you might think. Uh, and then from there, I transitioned. I got into residential real estate for a while. I did not like it. I was putting myself outside of my comfort zone. I learned a ton, but it was just not my thing. And that's when I transitioned into what I'm, doing today, which is marketing.
2: So how did you, uh, so speaking of that, how did, how was, uh, how, how was Rialto marketing born from that?
0: It was well, so when I decided to get out of real estate, I started thinking about what I loved about being in the distribution business, where my, my passions were, where, where, what I'm good at, what I'm not. And, um, you know, I just loved working with, with businesses, you know? And so I, I decided, you know, Hey, I know what it's like to grow a business. I know what it's like to to market. I'm going to get involved in, in marketing. And so that's what I did. Now, when we initially started the company, um, I had a partner and we were actually focused strictly on mobile applications. So we're selling mobile applications actually into the K-12 education space. And um, we did that for three years and there was a huge shift in the app publishing market that, man, just got me to realize that Apple or Google could shut my business down with the policy change overnight. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm, this is not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, so I need to shift gears. And that's when I shifted gears into what we're doing today, which is really more, uh, you know, comprehensive marketing services to help businesses grow.
1: Tell us a little more about that. So I know you say, you know, I, I, on your LinkedIn page, you know, you help service businesses simplify marketing so they can grow with less stress uh but what type of marketing that tell us more about the marketing that you guys dive into and you know where where's yeah. the main focus as we've evolved our, into online social media and stuff like that
0: yeah so our main focus is helping people get the fundamentals in place so the way i look at the fundamentals is it's strategy work you know do you know who your target market is do you have good messaging do you have a plan Because so many people just are haphazard with their marketing. They're throwing spaghetti up against a wall, hoping it sticks. And inevitably it doesn't. And they wonder why things don't work. Well, it doesn't work because you skip the fundamentals. And so many, even marketing providers, there's great people out there that, you know, do SEO or do content, but they're not very strategic. And if you don't have the fundamentals in place, which lay that foundation, you're going to waste time and you're going to waste money. So we help people get the fundamentals in place, put that plan together. And then from there, we can help them manage and implement the plan. So strategy work, website design, marketing, coaching, and marketing consulting are our primary services.
1: Nice, man. That's awesome. I, I was looking, I noticed we have a couple of mutual connections, uh, being that we're in the our everyday job, Ray and I are in the insurance industry. Yeah. But I noticed yep. uh, you know, Todd Tams, I don't know, Matt Naomi, uh, guys that I know pretty well from the business. But- do you service, like, what are your target? Who's your target industry? Is it, do you work with insurance agencies? Like who do you guys help? Yes. So
0: our ideal clients fall into three camps, coaches and consultants, professional service providers. So that could be insurance brokers, uh, CPAs, attorneys, folks like that, and then home service businesses. So like contractors. Okay. Cool. Um, What I find is the way that those ideal clients market their business is the exact same as we market our own business, so they uh, they meld well together. Let's put it that way.
2: Awesome. And how how many people do you have in your company?
0: It is me, and I have three remote people that work for me. Perfect. And uh, how did you- so we're you know small? Okay. It's uh, it's not a huge company, but uh, I don't I did that when I was in the distribution business, and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, man.
1: With big comes other <laughs> bigger problems. Yeah. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. And those uh, the, I'm, I'm sure those I mean, you took your time picking those um, uh, employees to be part of your company. You the right fit. I mean, tell, can you tell yeah. us about some of that team, team building process that you went through in order to acquire these people?
0: Yeah. So I um, all the people that work for us are they're remote contractors right. and they're actually overseas. So I have two people in the Philippines. And I also have another one that is in Eastern Europe. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, And they, gosh, my, my, the oldest team member that's been working with me has been with me for like six years. Wow. Um, So I, I went, I chose to go remote because it just worked better for me. I wasn't at a place where I needed uh, people stateside. And so I wanted to take advantage of using people remote and, Uh, it's worked out really well. And I think it's worked out really well for me. One, because I, you know, my hiring process is, I would say it's probably outside the norm. Um, I tend to hire first for culture and fit and skills last because I can teach people skills. I cannot teach them. They, the values they have are the values they have, you know? If I tell somebody, hey, you need to take responsibility and they're not the t- that type of person, they ain't going right. to do it. I can't teach them that. So I hire for culture and fit first. If they've got the skills, great. But as long as they're open to, to learning, I can teach them the skills that they need. So that's how I've hired from a from a from a hiring people that are not employees, but are contractors. I treat them like they are any other employee, any other member of our team. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong when they hire people overseas. They look at it as, Hey, they're overseas. I don't really have this great relationship with these people. I can, if it doesn't work out they can be gone tomorrow. That's fine. If you want to look at it that way, but you are never going to find good long-term people with that kind of mentality.
1: Absolutely. So I treat them like people. We hear more and more about, you know, companies using overseas uh, you know, employees or staff or, you know, whatever, colleagues, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think that you make a great point because people have a hard time fitting them into their culture because, you know, they don't see them every day. Or maybe they do. I don't know if you do or not, but they're not in the same office, not in the same space, you know, different countries, different cultures. How have you, like, yeah. how do you, how have you got it to work where they become part of your team, part of your culture? And, like, you feel like it's just a normal yeah, you know, everyday situation. Yeah. Well, and w- with the pandemic,
0: it has been yeah. like everybody else's business, right? right? So, you know, it's in that regard, it's just, you have to have really open lines of communication. You know, so we, we have project management software that we use that helps us keeping consistent communication. But I also, you know, I communicate with them via, you know, zoom okay. on a regular basis and I, from a, you know, from assigning tasks and communicating with one another outside of email and our project management software, I use screen capture software. I use Loom. Yep, okay. If you guys are familiar with that, Loom is absolutely amazing. It is an awesome tool. I could not get stuff done without it. Because, man, I, if I have something to say that's more than like two sentences... I'm not typing it out. It's too. Know, long. It man, is so exactly. much faster. It is so much faster to just jump on Loom, shoot a quick video. I can share my screen and go, "Hey, here's here's exactly what I'm talking about. Where the issue is. I need you to go here, 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 and here." It you know in two minutes I can do that on a video. If I tried to type that out, I'd be sitting there 15 minutes later yeah. still typing the same the emails. Kind of email. Brutal, man.
2: Yeah, time consuming. It's yeah. brutal.
0: So tools like that, just finding those tools that work for you can make that so much easier you know from a culture standpoint again it's like the culture side of it just starts from the hiring process these are our values this is our mission how do you know do these resonate with you how do you feel about that and and just bringing them on and then from there it's just consistently talking about that culture over and over and over again
2: so, I mean, you, sp- you mentioned the pandemics. Has uh, anything shifted with your clients? I mean, I'm sure ha- it has, a- as it applies to your business model when you're servicing your clients.
0: Yeah, you know, our our business model per se hasn't shifted. Some of the tactics that we use to market our business have shifted. Um, the other thing too with the pandemic is there are a lot of people that realized, oh my god, I haven't been spending a a lot or any money on my online presence my website sucks right and man i need to i need to catch up so uh, in that regard it's brought a lot more awareness um and visibility to the important importance of marketing um from a marketing tactic standpoint when the pandemic hit i was doing a lot of in-person speaking to generate leads and that obviously shifted and so you know, a lot of that we, you know, it shifted online. I I'm doing online workshops, you know, I'm doing stuff like this where I'm chatting with you guys, right. I'm doing guest podcast spots. We started our own podcast. So, Oh, did you, you know, yeah. The opportunities are out there. It's just a matter of figuring out, Hey, I was doing this. It's not working. How can I translate this over into this, you know, new reality? So,
1: yeah, I think, you know, our audience and some of the questions we get feedback and I'm going to ask you this now. So maybe it eliminates some of the questions later, but what other tools do you use? What other technology? You you mentioned project management software. Uh, you say you use Loom a lot, you know, cause it's just, yeah. I would assume that Loom is just more personable, you know, it's yeah. more personal than email. You say you use Zoom. Absolutely. But what other, like what yeah. project management software do you use and what other systems do you use to communicate on a daily basis? I use,
0: well, so obviously, I mean, G Suite, yep. um, okay. we use all of those tools. Uh, and that makes things, gosh, incredibly easy. Yep. Um, I use, from a project management standpoint, we use a project management software called Nifty, which is nifty.pm. Um, It's pretty good. I mean, there's so much good project management yeah. software out there. There's tons of them. I think, yeah, there's tons. I, to me, so many of the tools that are out there have all these great, cool features and you think you're going to use them when you start to get into it and you realize, God, they're, I don't use even half of this stuff. So to me, simpler is usually better. um, But I think any tool that you're going to use is what's going to be really important. Uh, You know, I use a note taking software um, similar to Evernote called Nimbus, um, where I just, man, I just, if I got a thought and I need to get it down on, on virtual paper, that's where it goes. Oh yeah. And I can, in and get that information at any point in time you speak Uh, into it or you um,
1: have to write into it
0: uh you can most of the stuff i do is typing or like i am you can embed videos and that kind of stuff um but if i have something that i don't want to forget i just you know i put it in there i'll and just take notes in there uh crm is i use nifty or i'm not nifty um insightly insightly which integrates really well with g suite um so that's a good one. Email marketing—we use ActiveCampaign. Yep. Uh, again, ActiveCampaign—you know, ActiveCampaign works great. There's, it can get very sophisticated if you wanted to, but you can keep it simple. You know, again, there's tons of great email marketing software yep. out there, but uh, if you're not taking advantage of email marketing, you you need Listen. to. It is low-hanging fruit, and that is an asset that you own. Um, and there's plenty of marketing channels that we all rent. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, Great. Thanks for the insight, Tim. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, for our viewers, uh, Tim, uh, as far as your services, your offers and expertise, I mean, why would, um, or what would you tell our viewers uh, why they would choose your firm?
0: I, there's a lot of business owners that have, have experienced, you know, wasting time and money with their marketing and wondering why it's not working, why you want to work with us because is because we will help you get those fundamentals in place that you need to have to be successful. And once you have those in place, you will start to see much more consistent, repeatable results with your marketing all with less stress, right? We have what, what creates stress for people in in their marketing and frankly, in anything is, is planning. When we do not have plans, we do not have our priorities outlined. And when we don't have our priorities, we have no clarity. And when we don't have clarity, our stress goes through the roof. So the simple fact of putting a marketing plan in place and knowing what your priorities are, it's just, you cannot be effective long-term if you don't plan properly. And I see so many people that
1: just don't plan their marketing. So. That's why. So let me ask you this, Tim. So this, this is something I always think about. So you have this great marketing plan, you execute on it. Uh, how do you help businesses track the results of their marketing plan?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, because a lot of people implement yeah. and, then they, don't and track. they things aren't working, and they go, "Why? Why is this not working?" Well, because they're they don't have the data. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Um, and you need data in order to determine whether things are working or not. And so, the easiest you have to identify the metrics that you're going to track that are going to help measure and determine whether the actions you take are actually working or not. So, if you want to know whether your marketing is working or not, you need to outline the metrics that you're going to track. With marketing, there are a ton of vanity metrics. That don't mean anything. How many how many followers do you have on Facebook? How many email list signups yep. do you have? How many downloads do you have on your podcast? I do not care. How many leads are you generating, and how many of those leads do you convert to customers? I most people cannot tell you that. Right. How many leads did you generate last month? I don't know. Where did they come from? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, if you don't have that basic information then you can't figure anything out. So the easiest place for most people to start, how many leads are you generating? Where are those leads coming from? Because where those leads are coming from is going to tell you what's working. And then from there, I want you to outline how many of those leads did we convert to customers? Start there. Those are the two best places most people can start.
2: Beautiful. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. That's awesome.
1: Do we want to get into some of the feel goods? Sure. Tim, are our. We'll before our before guests love this part,
2: man. Well, before we get to that, we'll yeah. we'll <laughs> forget that. The, the name Rialto Marketing, did uh, we'll, uh, originate come up with the name?
0: Where did it come yeah. from? So uh, it, it's twofold. Uh, the Rialto Bridge is in Venice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Venice is where my wife and I started our honeymoon. Oh, cool. So uh, near and dear to my heart there. But when I think about bridges, bridges help you get from where you are to where you want to be. And that's exactly what marketing helps people do. It helps them get from where they are in their business to where they want to grow it. So uh, the two reasons. Awesome. Perfect. I love Thank it. you.
1: Okay. So we know Tim mentioned his wife. Yeah. So we know we can ask about his wife, right? <laughs> <In terms laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a very difficult question. <laughs> what would you say your spouse likes most and least about you, Tim?
0: Most and least about me. I would say uh, what she likes most about me is pro- my sense of humor, and um, I am a very dependable and reliable person. If I say I'm going to do something, it happens. So I would say those two things would probably be the first to come to mind. Love it. Perfect. Uh, what she doesn't like about me, I would say uh, sometimes I can be I can be a little serious and intense. So I would I would say mm-hmm. she would probably tell me to loosen up most of the time.
1: <laughs> uh oh. She wants you to chill out a little, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. She wants me to chill out.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Tim, if yeah. you weren't doing what you're doing now, because it sounds like this is your passion, you love doing what you do. Uh, what, what other uh, career would you be pursuing?
0: Oh man, that's a good question. I, um, although I did not enjoy residential real estate from the from the realtor side of the business, I like it from an investment standpoint. So. What? Uh if I had to choose something else, I would say I would probably be focused on real estate investing
1: in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. In Colorado, especially, huh? It's a hot market, right?
0: Oh man. It's yeah, it's it's crazy now. Well, you guys are in California. is crazy, crazy nuts, too, man. man. Yeah. yeah, I got I mean, I have people in the Bay Area that their houses have increased significantly yeah. in the last year. Yeah. Um so
1: yeah. Real estate's a good place to be. It is most of the time. Most of the time. Unless you're in two thousand eight. Then it's not a good place to be. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) unless you're in 2008, or unless you're playing it
0: short term. Right. Yeah. Uh, Real estate is not a good thing to get into short term, I would say.
1: So you mentioned before you're not a big sports guy, Ray, and I always like to ask about it though because, you know, we we think you know sports and teams and business kind of have a similar, they play a similar role. Yeah, they go hand in hand. So for you, do you have a favorite sport? And if you do, like, what's your ideal sporting event?
0: I. So I do from a, a professional sports standpoint, I would say my favorite is, is football. Okay. Um, you know, I, I like the 40, I like the 49ers cause I grew up in the Bay area yeah. and I, you know, I'm in Denver now, so I kind of got to like, like the Broncos. So <laughs> I follow both of them and, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't like to watch football live though. I'd rather be at my house. There's too much yeah. rigmarole to deal with going to a, oh, yeah. a game, but Craziness. hockey, I love going to live.
1: Pepsi Center um, it's a nice place. I've been there.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't, you know what? With hockey, it's TV does not do it, it justice. Hockey is so fast. It is so fast. And
1: you lose that entirely on TV. You do. So, yeah, you need to be able with hockey. You need to be able to see the whole surface of the game and kind of see where the play is developing. Yeah and uh cool man yeah so i kind of seeing somebody get slammed yeah, yeah against the glass is little, not the same on body TV. Checking in the bed. Yeah. i put this up before <laughs> i mean obviously linkedin is a big place for people to connect but how else should our viewers get in touch with you
0: uh but linkedin is a great place to connect with me you can also go to our website which is rialto marketing.com which is that's r-i-a-l-t-o marketing.com if your listeners want to get some more info some free info on the fundamentals. I set up a, a landing page just for uh-huh. your listeners. Oh, you so did? if they go to rialtomarketing.com forward slash team dash business, oh, wow. awesome. tons of free resources there. And if you get stuck, click on the get a free consult button, I'd be happy to chat with you and help help you work through those roadblocks
1: forward slash team dash business
0: dash business. Yep. So rialtomarketing.com forward slash team dash
1: business. There it is guys on the screen. So, there you go. damn you guys are fast. take advantage. Dash business <laughs> that's awesome man thanks for sending yeah. that up for our viewers that's yeah, that's awesome. real, yeah absolutely that's well appreciated it and um, right, anything else for Tim today
2: oh man I just i uh, appreciate you making the time to come out with us and uh you've been an excellent guest
0: cool well thanks thanks for having me I'm sorry I was late to get into the stream I that's love okay, technical man. difficulties but uh Hey, we worked the room and uh, here we
1: are. So yeah, thanks, Tim. I've enjoyed the conversation. You were an awesome guest, man. Thanks for taking the time explaining about marketing and your business and how you got there. And we really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. Take care, guys. Take care.
1: You too, man.